my hometown is dying, right? That is the hook for today's episode. And what I'm going to discuss today is when I look at investing in a new area, I pay attention to three things, really population growth, business growth, and what does the overall job growth look like? And to help get this point across, I want to tell you a personal story about my hometown and why, really why it is dying. W2 Capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. And guys, when I say my hometown, what I'm referring to is where I was born, where I grew up, and where I spent the better part of two decades is a small town in Northeast Alabama called Glencoe. It's Glencoe, Alabama, right? Matter of fact, it's where I'm recording this podcast right now. My parents both retired. They still live there, and we're on this excursion. Uh, if you haven't listened to episode 162, I want to invite you to go back and listen to that. But my wife joins me on that episode for the first time ever. She's on the podcast, the W2 Capitalist Podcast. And we talk about our Airbnb journey and or what we've since renamed to the five nomads, right? And in short, my wife and I, we have put our primary residence, our home up as a furnished rental. And we've set out on this adventure with our three kids to explore really wherever the road takes us, right? Our first stop on our little journey was to come see Bama Nana and Pawpaw. That's what our kids call them, right? They also have a Carolina Nana and Pawpaw, which is our second, maybe our third stop. Not really sure at this point in time, but we're here at Bama Nana and Pawpaw's and one night the kids are starting to get ready to go to bed, right? And for our kids, their bedtime routine, they've got to have milk and we're getting ready for their bedtime routine and realized we didn't have any milk, which a glass of milk before bed is key to our kids' bedtime routine. So Realizing we didn't have any milk, I get in the car and I take off toward uh, what's the closest convenience store. It's not too far away from my parents' left, maybe five minutes or so. And it's called Mr. G's, right? Which actually, Mr. G's was one of my very first jobs in high school. It's where I, I stock shelves. This is, this is actually where I learned how to rotate food for freshness and how using a newspaper with Windex produces the best streak-free shine out there. Anyway, nonetheless... I pull up to the red light there where Mr. G's uh, at the crossroads where Mr. G's is at and discover I'm reminded that rather that Mr. G's has been shut down. It's been shut down for a while. Right. And we get to travel and see my parents a few times a year. So this is really no surprise. For some reason, I just forgot about it. But this time it really it really saddened me. Right. I was truly saddened and, and frustrated by this. And as I headed toward the closest grocery store, which is Johnson Giant Foods, it's, you're, it's not a chain, I don't think. And there, I think there's only a few around around here, right? But I passed by what used to be the Hardee's. It's also shut down. God, their, their biscuits are freaking amazing. Um, right behind the Hardee's, there's a strip mall that used to house a Walmart, a Food World, another, another giant uh, grocery store. Actually, I think Food World uh, filed for bankruptcy. But anyway, nonetheless, in the strip mall, there are a dozen other shops, right? Like hair salons, et cetera. 
And back in the day, uh, probably when I was around 15 or 16, right, this strip mall was full of tenants, right, and folks spending their hard-earned money. This is a working-class community, right? But today, that strip mall only had about five tenants in it, and you could tell uh, that even those businesses are, are struggling, right? Now, again, this is not news to me. I know this already, but this time, it really got me to wondering why. It's, it just bothered me so bad, right? I mean, this is my hometown. I hate seeing this being dilapidated, whatnot. So I set on this quest of trying to figure out why has what used to be a growing part of town look like it's just now barely hanging on, right? Now, Glencoe, extremely small. It's a town of 5,000 people. It borders Gadsden, which there's about 35,000 people in Gadsden, and Gadsden borders Atala, right? And we're all in the same county. It's Etowah County, Alabama. And the reason I bring these other cities up is why I believe this area is essentially deteriorating. I'm going to go into that and why I don't invest in cities that operate like this uh, in just a minute. But the reason I bring these two neighboring cities up is because the employers that used to be located here, right? It used to be the heart that gave Gadsden, Glencoe, and Atala its blood flow all throughout this body, right? So let's first talk about Atala. Atala was a home to a steel mill that operated for nearly a hundred years, provided thousands I mean, thousands of really good paying jobs, right? It shut down in 2009, 2010, somewhere around that, but about a decade ago, right? And then uh, the city of Gazan also housed what used to be the largest tire plant in the world. I did not know this until I started researching, but it's the largest tire plant, used to be the largest tire plant in the world. It was owned by Goodyear, right? And this is a massive massive plant. Back in the 1980s, it employed over 4,000 people. I did not know this until I started doing this research. Anyway, but today, right now, as I'm recording this, it employs no one, right? The plant has been dwindling down in size and employees over the last 10 years. And then in 2020, the plant officially closed, right? So let me recap this. So in the matter of a decade from 2000 or a little over a decade from 2009 or whatnot, the steel mill and the tire plant, two major employees in the county, close to 6,000 jobs went in their prime. They both have disappeared, right? So since population growth is one of the main factors that I look at, that's kind of the backstory. Now let's talk about population growth because population growth is one of the main factors I look at in a new potential area that I'm looking to invest, right? I wondered what the population growth has done since 2010 census, right? Bestplaces.net hashtag not sponsored, is one of the better resources to check this out for free. And here are the results, right? So since the 2010 census, Atala, that's where the steel mill was, right? A couple thousand jobs has experienced, the couple thousand jobs that have, have gone away has experienced a negative 4.2 population growth. That's, that's, that hurts, right? Now let's keep going here. Gadsden, right? The tire plant, close to 4,000 jobs in its prime since the 2010 census has experienced a negative 3.6% population growth. And then Glencoe, right, my hometown, has it actually, this was kind of surprising, experienced a 0.2% positive population growth. So about 10 people have moved into the city of Glencoe, which is pretty interesting to see. So, uh, but nonetheless, none of them are thriving, right? Maybe they're staying alive, but they're definitely not thriving. So big employers moving out of the city, city population, population growth declining. I chalked this area up as a place I would not invest for buy and hold real estate. And that's kind of the whole point of this, right? You've got big employers moving out. You've got 
population growth declining. That is a place that I'm going to pass as an investor to look at to invest anything. So a couple of things, and then I'm going to wrap up, right? As an investor, I want you to be sure you're in tune with the job growth, population growth, and what the local chambers of commerce are doing. You know, specifically, what models are they following to boost economic growth? These are key to your buying holds being wildly successful. And I love investing in small towns. A lot of people get away from it. Uh, they're also known as tertiary markets, right? Because the big guys, but, and the reason I love them is because the big guys don't play there, right? These small cities don't fit their investing criteria, don't fit their models, which means for guys like me, the competition is not as tough, or at least the competition and I are playing by the same amount of rules, right? For example, I just closed on a 16 unit in Atmore, Alabama with some partners. First glance at bestplaces.net, you'll see a negative population growth. I think it's like 2% negative population growth. Now, here's the reason why. There's a 1,500 bed state prison just north of Atmore. And when you dig deeper, you would find out that the last census was the first time that they annexed the prison population out of the census, right? So the second thing that I love about Atmore is how it's growing. It's currently currently in production, right, to be built is an $87 million peanut shelling factory. Peanuts are a big cash crop for lower Alabama, and this plant is going to produce nearly 300 jobs in a robot a couple of weeks ago, and it is freaking amazing to see, right? And oh yeah, that 1500 bed state prison I was talking about, it's eventually going to be demolished as soon as the brand new 3000 bed prison is constructed, right? So the new prison will not only provide more permanent jobs, it's also going to provide an estimated 3000 temporary jobs just for the construction, right? So as an investor, be sure you're in tune with the job growth and the population growth and what the local commerce is doing, right? And the second and the final thing before I close is what I really got me on this kick or really set the mood for exploring this is while we were driving in uh, to see my parents, we'd see banners and banded signs all over the place advertising, say no to the rendering plant, right? Which later I found out this rendering plant, there's a company that wants to come in and build a huge facility, create hundreds of jobs. And basically what they're going to do out of this plant is they're going to take the remnants of, uh, there's a chicken plant located near Glencoe, and they're going to take the remnants of pieces that aren't used uh, for us to eat, right? Or for us to consume. And they're going to take those and turn it into dog food, pet food, right? And we saw all these signs advertising to say no, no to the rendering plant, right? I have yet, we've been here for a little over a week. I have yet to see one sign that actually said yes. Now, I don't know all the details that go into this, right? But what I do see as I drive through the communities that I grew up in, it's heartbreaking. It's gut-wrenching, right? To see businesses shut down what used to be really nice neighborhoods, not so nice anymore, uh, dilapidated abandoned buildings. And while there are many factors that go into keeping a community alive, let alone thrive, right? One of the biggest ones is the creation of jobs that provide careers and not the loss of nearly 6,000 jobs. If you're curious on what a job loss can do to a community like this, right? So you've got about 6,000 jobs in the course of, of a decade that are just gone, right? And populations that it's barely even... I should know this number by looking at bestplaces.net. I'm going to estimate it here, 50,000 population just within Gadsden, Glencoe, and Atala, right? Over 10%, over 10% of the population jobs gone, right? These cities are dying, 
right? And they're not they're not cities that I'm looking to invest in. And for any other city, it's not just because I grew up there, right? But any other city that resembles this kind of mentality, right? Hey, we've got an employer who wants to bring in a brand new facility, brand new jobs into a community that lost 6,000 jobs in the course of about 10 years. And, and what I'm seeing is advertising saying, no, 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 we don't want that here. Guys, these cities are dying. I, I would never invest in cities like this, right? And for the small group of community leaders, my question to you and is sometimes in these small cities that we go into, I question and I challenge the leaders of those communities. Hey, what are you doing to attract employers that are going to provide careers, not just jobs, but careers, right? Companies that are going to pay more than just minimum hourly wages, because if you can get those companies that co to come in, then your population stays and the next generation stays and the next generation stays and the next generation. All right, y'all. I want to thank you for listening all the way to the end. Uh, one last thing I want to give you, if you have anything to say about this episode or any other episode that you've listened to in the past or even watched on YouTube, I want to hear from you. Email me directly, j at w2capitalist.com, j-a-y at w2capitalist.com. Now get out there and earn, invest, repeat.